This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Mitzorah. Parshas Mitzorah, according to the Sefer Achinoch, contains 11 positive mitzvos. It contains within it the purification process of the Mitzorah, the one who we call afflicted with leprosy. But we must be reminded that this disease, as the Ramban points out, it happens only in Eretz Yisrael, this Negebatim, the affliction of leprosy on the houses. If one heeds the wake-up call, wonderful, and transforms his nega into oneg, great. If not, it goes from the house to his garments. If he doesn't get the wake-up call yet, it goes from his garments to his body. I would be remiss if I wouldn't tell you that this week's parsha is the source of attaining purification in a mikvah for the many different forms of impurity that the mikvah provides uh, purification. And we need be reminded that Tzara'as, according to the Talmud, is very tied with the sin of Lashon Hara and how careful we have to be with our speech. I'd like to share with you, however, a fascinating medrash from Medrash Rabbah Amitzorah, chapter 17, paragraph 7. And based upon the Pasuk, whereby in Revi'i of this week's parsha. Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron, When you come to the land of Canaan, that I am giving you as a possession, and I will place a tzoraas, affliction, and the Medrash takes note that it doesn't say in the houses of the land in your land of Israel, which certainly that is the pshat, the literal understanding, but the Medrash has a, if I may, deeper understanding, different understanding, additional one, whereby, says the Medrash as follows, in the house, in Eretz Achuzaschem, in the land of your possession. Which house is that in the singular? Zebeis HaMikdash. This refers to the Beis HaMikdash, the holy temple in Jerusalem. Shenemar and the Medrash substantiates this idea with a Pasuk from the 24th chapter of Yecheskel, whereby the Beis HaMikdash is referred to as his home. Then, the Pesach continues, Uba Asheloh HaBayis, and literally the one to whom the home belongs shall come, 
And who does this house belong to? Says the Major Zeakadosh Baruchu. It belongs to God. Shinemar. And the Medrash continues to cite a Pasuk from chapter 1 of Chagai, Ya'an Beisi, Ashehu Chorev, my house. So the master of the house, God himself, comes, V'yigidla Kohen, and he speaks, as we're told in the Torah, to the Kohen. And who is the Kohen? At the time of the destruction of the first base of Migdash, Ze'yirmiyah, as we're taught in the very beginning of the book of Yirmiyahu, he was a prophet of Kohen from Anosos. And what does God say? God adheres to his Torah. The same thing that any individual is to say who notices a spot on his wall. He's to say, not nega nearly, but kip. It appears as if or something like a nega has been found in my house. God says the same thing. What is this kenega nearly babayas? At the time of the first Beis HaMikdash, says the Medrash Zutinofes Avodah This is unfortunately the blemish of idolatry, which was widespread at that time. My friends... We are at a very specific time in the Jewish calendar. This is the time of Betikas Chometz. This is the time that we are searching for that Cheerio that might be under the refrigerator. Now, whether or not you have to move the refrigerator, you'll ask your local Orthodox rabbi. But on a much more profound level, it's a time of introspection. And I believe this Medrash is telling us that it's a time to introspect not only in our own homes, but in our base Hamigdash as well. And we don't yet have the third base Hamigdash, but we do have the Mikdash Ma'at, literally, literally the miniature base Hamigdash, which is our individual Bate Knesios. And just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu unfortunately pointed out the Kinega, the various blemishes which were found in his home, I think it is only productive that from time to time we pause to make sure that we don't have a nega, kit nega, in our communal homes, our bote knesios. And so, we are so attached to the smartphone and the internet on our phone that unfortunately when Chazoras Hashatz, the repetition of the Shmonesri comes around when someone is scrolling down and someone is texting during that time this is an incredible insult A. to the Beis HaKnesses and they don't realize the terrible damage they are doing to themselves. The Gemara in Sukkah, Daf Mem Aleph Amid Beis, teaches that one is not permitted to pray with tefillin biyado, sefer Torah becheiko. You can't hold tefillin in your hand or a sefer Torah in your arms and pray. Why? Because unfortunately you're going to be distracted lest these holy objects fall. And Shmuel continues and says, Sakin, 
as well you can't have a knife in your hand. Uka'ara, a plate of food. A kikar, a loaf of bread. Ma'os, money. Why? Because consciously or subconsciously, you're going to make sure that these items don't fall. If they fall, they're going to spoil, and it's going to stare, it's going to disturb your kavana, the proper concentration you are to have in prayer. I'm telling you that you must turn the phone off. If you have it on vibrate, be honest. You're in Shmona Esrei and you feel the vibration of your phone. How many of us would be able to completely ignore it as opposed to having that who might be calling, why might they be calling, how important is it, could I, should I take a peek, incredibly, just that very kind of turmoil in our mind is nothing but a terrible distraction to our tefillah. Tefillah is an opportunity to recharge and to get closer with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But in order to do so, we have to first power down. We have to be able to focus, and only then can we connect. A kinega in our Beis HaKnesses. There are times when a stranger will come in. I don't greet him. Somebody else doesn't greet him. He might be coming in because he has yard site. He might be coming in to say a Kaddish. He might be coming in because he feels some kind of inner stirring within his soul, but nobody greets him. He might not come back. This is a nega. If there's talking that's going on during davening, I'll tell you something. I want to buy your car. We live in the same community. You're selling your car. And so, what time is Mincha? Mincha 710. I'll meet you 7 o'clock in the shul. And no, you're not allowed to talk Sichas Chulin, which is literally non-holy talk in the synagogue, even when they're not davening. Obviously, you're not going to meet, talk in the lobby, but not in the synagogue are you going to negotiate the sale of his used car. All the more so during the time of davening. This is something that we must focus on in order to remove the nega, that all of us should have a greater oneg from our davening and from the base Akinesis. And I'm going to share with you a delicious marsha that one of my sons pointed out to me. The Gemara in Megillah, Lamed Tes, Omid Chavtes, excuse me, Omid Aleph, teaches in the name of Bar Kapora that Rabbi Lezer Kapora says, Asidim, Botekin Asios, Botei Midrashos, Shebebavel. In the future, the the synagogues outside of Eretz Yisrael, Yisrael will be established in the land of Israel. Now listen to this Marsha. The Marsha says that chapter 122 of Tehillim, the Tehillim of Shir Hamalos Ledavid, Somachti, I am so happy. But Omrim Lee, when they say to me, Beis Hashem Neleich, let us go to the house of Hashem. 
Where is this and what is that referring to? Says the Marsha, and I quote, Zeha Mizmor Begolus Neymar. This Mizmor, this Psalm 122, is recited and it refers to the Jewish community outside of Israel. And therefore, why are we happy? We're happy that we're going to the base Hamigdosh. Why? Because going to our base Hakinesis is as if. Next pasuk, Omdos Hoyuraglenu Bishorayach Yerushalayim. It's as if we are already in Yerushalayim. Why? Because our Beis Hakneses and all Beis Hakneses outside of Eretz Yisrael will be coming to Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim in the future. And therefore, Yerushalayim, the next Pasuk in 122, Yerushalayim HaBenuya, literally the built-up Yerushalayim, Ki'ir Shechubra Lo Yachdov, it's comprised of united pieces together of all the different shuls. But now, listen very carefully. What the Marsha is telling us is as follows that since your shul and my shul and all synagogues outside of Eretz Yisrael are going to be part of Yerushalayim, because, listen carefully now, he says that in the future, the Beis HaMikdash is going to be as large as Yerushalayim is today. And, listen carefully, the idea is that Eretz Yisrael is going to expand. The question is, where will your shul be in proximity to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, to the Holy of Holies? If your shul is exemplary, if your shul is devoid of machlokes, if your shul is open and friendly, if your shul is one where they dive in and there is not the chil Hashem of talking and texting during davening, you have a much better chance that your shul is going to be in that Mizrachvant, literally close to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And so the excitement of Omdos Hoyu Raglenu, literally, our feet will yet be Bishorayich Yerushalayim. Where? That depends on us. And I pray that we will succeed in removing the nega from our botekinesios and transforming or altfilos to oneg. Shabbat shalom to all. <laughs>